Chapter Three of Little Prudy. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Prudy's knitting work. Susie felt as if she had been sadly to blame, and for a long time she was very watchful of her little sister. Your name is Susie," said the child. And your middle name is Sister Susie, and you take care of me. No, I don't, thought Susie to herself. If I had taken any care of you at all, you wouldn't have climbed those ladders. When Prudy was four years old, she teased to go to school, and her mother decided to let her go until she grew tired of it. Oh dear, sighed Susie the first day she took her. She'll talk out loud. I just about know she will. She's such a little chatterbox. Oh no, I shan't," said Prudy. "I ain't a chatterbox, Susie Palin, but you are. I shan't talk in school, nor I shan't whisper, never in my world." When they got home that night, Mrs. Palin asked if Prudy had whispered in school. "No, ma'am. I never done such a thing. I guess did I, Susie? How much I didn't talk to you." Don't you know? Oh, she was pretty good, mother," said Susie. But she cried once, so I had to go out with her. Now, Susie Palin, you told me to cry. She did, mamma. She said if I'd cry, she would give me a piece of her doughnut. Susie blushed, and her mother looked at her and said, "I would like to see you alone a little while, Susie." Then Mrs. Palin had a talk with Susie in the parlor. And told her how wrong it was to deceive people, and how she must take care of her little sister and set her good examples. Susie said she would do as well as she could, but Mamma, if you're willing, I'd rather not sit with Prudy now. Certainly, she says such queer things. Why today she said she had Grandma's rheumatism in her back, and wanted me to look at her tongue and see if she hadn't. Why, Mamma? As true as I live, she shut up her eyes and put out her tongue right there in school, and of course we girls couldn't help laughing. Well, perhaps she'd better sit by herself," replied Mrs. Palin, smiling. "I'll speak to the teacher about her carrying her knitting work. That may keep her out of mischief." And now it happened that Grandma Reed had taken a great deal of pains to teach Prudy to knit. But such a piece of work as the child made of it! The first time she carried the thing which she supposed was going to be a stocking, the A B C scholars looked very much surprised, for none of them knew how to knit. Prudy said, "Oh, I know how to do it just as easy." But in trying to show how smart she could be, she knit so fast that she dropped a stitch every other moment. There now, you're dropping stitches like everything. Said Lottie Palmer, very much pleased. I guess I know how to do that. Oh, there's nothing but the loops," said Prudy. But it was not long before she broke the yarn short off, and got her work into such a fix that she had to take them home and ask Grandma to fix it out. Why, child, where's the ball? Said her grandmother. And here's two needles gone. Oh, I left them to school, I suppose," said Prudy. I'm sure I never noticed them. I found the ball under the teacher's desk once, 
said Susie. Well, it ain't there now, replied Prudy. It's all wounded now, and I put it where it belongs. Where's that? asked Grandma, laughing. Well, I don't know, answered Prudy, trying to think. But I guess it's somewhere. Mrs. Parlin began to think it was a foolish plan to let Prudy take her knitting work. I was going to mention something she did the last day she carried it. She got tired of knitting, tired of twisting her pretty curls round her finger, and tired of looking at pictures. Let's guess riddles, she whispered to Nancy Grover, who sat on the bench beside her. I can make up riddles just as easy. There's something in this room in Miss Parker's watch pocket. Goes tick-tick. Now guess that. That's a riddle. I wish you would behave, Prudy Palin, said Nancy. Here I am trying to get my spelling lesson. Then Nancy turned her head a little to one side and went to studying as hard as she could, for it was almost time for her class to be called. All at once, Prudy happened to look at Nancy's ear and thought, What funny little holes folks have in their ears. I suppose they go clear through. I guess I'll put my knitting needle right through Nancy's ear while she's studying. The needle will look so funny sticking out at the other end. So Prudy was very sly about it and said not a word, but began to push in the needle with all her might. Oh, such sharp screams as Nancy gave. The teacher was frightened, but when she found that Nancy was not so very badly hurt after all, she felt easier about it and began to talk to little Prudy, asking her why she didn't sit still like a lady and mind. Prudy began to cry. I was a minding, said she. Of course I was. I never knew it was going to hurt her. Miss Parker smiled and said, Well, you needn't bring that knitting work here any more. The next thing, we should have somebody's eyes put out. When Miss Parker called out the next class in spelling, Nancy sat with her head down, feeling very cross. I don't like you, Prudy, said she. You almost killed me. I'll pay you for this, now you see. Miss Parker had to call Nancy by name before she would go to her class. She was three or four years older than Prudy and ought to have known better than to be angry with such a little child. She should have forgotten all about it. That would have been the best way. But instead of that, she kept thinking, Oh, how that knitting needle did hurt. Prudy ought to be ashamed. I'll pay her for it, now you see. You may be sure Prudy did not worry her little brains about it at all. Her mother was brushing her hair next morning for school, and Mr. Parlin said, Don't you think she's too little to go to school, mother? I don't care about her learning to read yet a while. Mrs. Parlin smiled in a droll way. I should be very sorry myself to have Prudy learn to read, replied she. But she won't keep still long enough. You needn't be a bit afraid. Look here, Prudy, exclaimed Mr. Parlin. Can you spell any words? Oh, yes, sir. I guess I can, replied Prudy, her eyes looking very bright. I can spell almost all there is to spell. Ha, <laughs> ha, laughed Mr. Parlin. Let's hear you spell your own name. Come do it, can you? Oh, yes, I can. That ain't nothing. Pray, Ed, P 
prude pray e edgy prudy there bravo cried papa you're getting ahead i declare now can you spell susie's name spell susie why i can do it just as easy replied prudy her eyes shining very bright indeed c s sus c i e ezzy susie there can't i spell why i should think you could said papa laughing i can't begin to spell the way you do now can you spell cat 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 repeated trudy looking puzzled well i guess i forgot to spell cat but i can spell kitty you just hear key et kit key e etty kitty i can spell the big words the best what think now said mrs parlin the truth is prudy knew eight words when she began to go to school now she knows but four glad of it returned mr parlin are you ready for school little one and he held out his arms saying and now my dear little girl there's no way but this put your arms around my neck and give me one sweet kiss so prudy hugged and kissed her father just as hard then she and suzy trudged along to school and they met nancy glover who was carrying something in her apron may not i see what you've got said prudy not till i get ready said nancy who stuck that knitting needle into my ear you know she didn't mean to said suzy i don't care cried nancy it hurt prudy felt very sorry i wish i hadn't hurt you nancy said she cause i want to see what you've got in your apron well i guess you'll see it soon enough i brought it to school to purpose for you oh did you cried the child how good you are nancy i love you almost as well as i do suzy when little prudy spoke so sweetly nancy didn't know what to say so she said nothing they went into the schoolhouse and took their seats nancy keeping the corner of her apron rolled up all the while by and by when miss parker was hearing the third class nancy whispered look here prudy you wanted to know what i had in my apron shall i show you now oh goody well then continued nancy open your mouth and shut your eyes and i'll give you something to make you wise so prudy opened her mouth as wide as it would go and squeezed her eyelids together very hard then what should nancy do but take out of her apron a wee bit of a toad and drop it in prudy's mouth i can't see how she dared to do such a thing but she did it she had found a toad in the street and picked it up to frighten little prudy the moment the toad was dropped on the child's tongue of course it began to hop prudy hopped too she seized her tongue with one hand and the toad with the other screaming at the top of her voice the scholars were all frightened to see such a scream and to see prudy running out to the teacher so fast do tell me what ails you said miss parker by that time prudy had got rid of the toad and could speak oh dear 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 cried she i didn't know it was a toad till it hopped right up a toad here in the house cried miss parker 
ma'am said prudy trembling and sobbing it wasn't in the house it was in my mouth right here on my tongue prudy showed miss parker her tongue miss parker laughed thinking her a very funny child i've heard before now of little folks having frogs in their throats said she is that what you mean i guess so sobbed prudy and it was alive just as alive could be oh oh nancy she told me to shut up my eyes you know and i didn't see the toad till it hopped right up in my mouth and then i didn't see it oh oh nancy come here said miss parker sternly what have you been doing to this little child nancy came out with her fingers in her mouth but did not speak answer me did you drop a toad into prudy's mouth yes replied nancy sulkily but she stuck a knitting needle into my ear first for shame you wicked child said miss parker take up that toad nancy and carry it out of doors then come to me for i must punish you now prudy said miss parker what do you think i ought to do to nancy for being so naughty i don't know answered prudy crying still i don't suppose my mother would be willing to have folks put toads in my mouth but what do you think i ought to do to her said miss parker smiling was you going to whip her asked prudy looking up through her tears i think i must my child well i hope you won't hurt her said dear little prudy please don't but miss parker struck nancy with a piece of whalebone and hurt her a good deal it was the only way to make nancy remember not to do such a cruel trick when prudy saw how much nancy was hurt it was more than her tender heart could bear she ran up to miss parker and caught hold of the skirt of her dress hiding her head in it oh miss parker said she i've got to cry nancy won't do so no more the toad was just as alive as could be but it never bit a bit oh won't you please to don't end of chapter 3